What's up, what's up, what's up? How y'all doing today? Welcome back to Love Love True Carpet. Hey. Hey, it's your hey. girl, Yaya, here with her best friend. What's your name, girl? My name's Simone Lau, and I'm proud. I get down in the town on the West Coast. If you ain't know, then now you know. Hey, ho, hey, ho. Hey, <laughs> y'all. Hey, we just introduced ourselves in a new creative way. I'm Yaya, here with my best friend, Simone Lau, and we are now on episode 14. One fold? Can you believe it? 14? I mean, we've been wow. consistent. We better be at episode 14. <laughs> How do you feel about this whole consistency thing? Because it's hard to, it's, it's easy to break out of consistency. That is true. I mean, I'm proud of us because, you know, sometimes, you know, life can, you know, get in the way. Things happen. Life can life. Life exactly. can life. You can, your emotions can get in the way. You know, things just happen. But the fact that we've been able to do this, do 14 times two, because we do this every two weeks. So we've been consistent for... Whatever that is. I'm, I'm not fast at math. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, 28 weeks. That's a long time. <laughs> That's a long time. How you doing today? I'm good. I'm really, really, really good today. Okay, you know, really? I, <laughs> I honestly cannot complain. Oh, I do have a little something to share. For the first time, I actually got the little COVID test because, you know, mm-hmm. I've been traveling or whatever. So I'm like, I'd rather be safe than sorry because I'm usually in the house. And it actually wasn't that bad. It actually wasn't that bad getting the... um A little swab, swab. A little swab. I thought it was really gross that they put it in your throat and then up your nose. I mean, at least they ain't do it the reverse way. That would have been Right. <laughs> I'm like, they scratch your throat and then they put it in both your nostrils. But... It wasn't that bad. It was more of a tickle for me. I'm like, I've had tattoos that was worse than the pain that people were saying they got from that little test. So maybe it was just me. But hey, I had my first experience with it today. I should be COVID free, but hey, we'll see. I feel fine. I still go for a run every day. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so I know my respiratory system is A1. (laughs) I have had the COVID test swab in my nostrils four times and had negative all the time so i'm really grateful because i do know people who, who did um test positive for covid and it is no joke so you have to make sure that you're taking real good care of yourself and being cautious of the things that you do and mm-hmm. we did go to atlanta I right came right off my plane dropped off my bags and went right to the clinic to get tested <laughs> um and like i said i'm grateful that i don't have covid but i'm glad that you were able to get tested and Prayerfully, you've been around me and we've been around the same people. So prayerfully, you don't have COVID either. Right. And majority of the places I go, I wear a mask. So, and I wa- I wash my hands and put hand sanitizer on it so much. My little po hands been shriveling up and getting real dry. I've been needing yeah. extra lotion in my bag. <laughs> like You saw my hands when we was in Brooklyn. I was like, yo, I'm ashy. I have never been this ashy in my life. I put on so more hand sanitizer ashy. than lotion. So ashy. I wish there was like a combo that could be made. Like I can put on lotion and hand sanitizer at the same time. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, let's trickle back to um, COVID because I think this is a good point to make too. So I was texting G the other day and 
I was like, you know, when I was posting on Instagram, I wasn't saying too much that I was in Atlanta. Um, because I just don't want to hear people's comments like, oh, be careful, blah, blah, whatever. Mm-hmm. I know myself. I know that I'm being as cautious as I, as I can be. Um, COVID was a concern when I booked the flight and everything. Um, but, like, you see on Instagram because people see, oh, y'all out there with no mask and doing this and that. But in the reality of it, like, if there were different cameras pointing at us and stuff, you would see that we were in our own little niche outside. Right. So we were able to take off our masks and we were outside and people were separated from us. We had our own room for the karaoke. So we were like, we were separated. We had our own little sections and everything like that. So we were still practicing social distancing, right. even though quote unquote Atlanta is open and Atlanta looks reckless to everybody else. I don't know. I can't speak for the masses, but. You know, just because you see on somebody's video that it looks like they not being careful during COVID times, you don't know, like, you know, as long right, as you're not there with them, numbers, you're not there with them. You don't see that it's just y'all friends in one VIP room or it's just your friends hanging out in that one little tight little spot. Like, I just had to say that just sometimes just mind <laughs> y'all business sometimes because <laughs> the hey, commentary is unnecessary. Mind your own. We grown. So we are going to do our icebreaker. So this question comes from a card deck that I have. It's called Let's Talk Tonight, the card game by Ace Metaphor, and it's the date night edition. All right, date night edition. Yeah. What's the question? Could you continue to be with someone who you are no longer physically attracted to? Why or why not? I would have to say... No, because I don't feel like I wouldn't be physically attracted anymore if I'm truly in love with that person. I don't think physical attraction would go away, um, depending on how I felt about that person. So if I'm with somebody and then suddenly I don't feel as if they don't satisfy my visual needs, I guess, (laughs) then it would have to be a no-no, a go-go for me. You would break up with your boo thing because they're not physically attractive anymore? That wasn't judgment. That was me really asking. Oh, you mean like if they got fat or something? I thought you meant like I'm just not attracted to them anymore. I wasn't you know, thinking like, like, I wasn't thinking physical like they gained weight. I'm thinking physical like just me looking at them. I'm like, yeah, I'm not attracted to you no more. Yeah, you looking at them, whatever it is. Like, could you continue to be with someone who you are no longer physically attracted to? So it don't matter, whatever it is, like you just look at them one day and they look they're not physically appealing anymore. Could you still continue to be with them after you see, like, with your eyes, they're not attractive? I would still say no. If I don't feel as if I want to be around that person, I don't think it has anything to do with, like, physical attributes as far as them, like, gaining weight. I wouldn't leave a person because they gain weight. I don't think that would make them unattractive to me. I think me looking at someone physically and realizing I'm no longer attracted to them I'm not going to stay in that relationship. But like I said, if I'm in love with that person, I don't think physical attributes would make or break that relationship because I'm willing to be in it with them regardless of what they're going through, whether it was weight or an ailment or, you know, like something like they lost an arm or something like that. I wouldn't leave someone because they lost something physical or like something that they originally had within their physical nature when we first met they no longer have that i wouldn't leave someone because of that if that makes sense i'm not sure if my answer makes sense it does now i'm confused about my answer because i was gonna say no um i mean sorry (laughs) (laughs) 
I was going to say that I could continue to be with that person if I'm no longer physically attractive, attracted, sorry, to them. But I don't know. You know, it's one of those you don't know until you're in a situation because I was automatically thinking um, that they gained weight or lost too much weight or they teased a lot or something of that matter that would make me, you know, typical day-to-day thing. Right. But if I literally, we went to sleep and I woke up and I just don't see you the same. Mm-hmm. Like, you look exactly the same how we went to bed. And all of a sudden, I'm just like, nah, you ain't for me physically. I, I don't know. I don't know. if oh, That's a tough question, putting it that way. Dang. That's why I say if I'm in love with them, there would be no question in regards to how I see them physically. So I'm yeah. like, there has to be some type of emotion there. You might not be emotionally connected to them anymore to feel as if, like, you don't see yourself attracted to them physically, I believe. Yeah, well, I've had it the reverse where the person wasn't automatically attracted to me physically but because of us getting to know each other and being friends and all the other stuff, then I've grown to be like, oh, dang, you kind of look good. You kind of attracted to me in all realms. But I haven't had it the reverse. I mean, I had it where I'm like, off bat, I'm like, yo, you look good. But then time passing, like, all right, maybe you look all right, but you ain't, you still look good kind of thing. Like, it kind of goes back and forth. But I don't know. I I would still like to say that I could be with them if I'm no longer physically attracted. I I would just wish I was blind, you know. <laughs> Base my attraction to them off of physicality. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily that though, because I've been attracted to someone based, solely based off their personality. So I'm wondering if this connects also, like. I'm attracted to this person based off the way like they speak and the way that they do things like their character like I'm attracted to their character which makes them physically attractive so if they no longer present those characteristics that I enjoyed or they quote unquote start to become a different person I feel like that would also result in me not being physically attracted to them anymore like I wouldn't want to be in that space anymore I think we both agree hey now (laughs) well thanks for participating in my icebreaker yes icebreakers yeah breakers yay breakers yay breakers (laughs) all right let's give them the show rundown so we can get into it absolutely Alright y'all, as you know, this is episode 14 of Truth Carpet and as always we are starting with our dorm stories and we will be discussing attending chapel service while at the illustrious Clark Atlanta University in the poetic Sweet 223. I'm going to be reciting an original piece entitled Regret in Volume 2 of Love Loud Poetry. In our hot topic session, we are going to be talking about religion with a very special guest, our second guest here on Truth Carpet. So make sure you are tuned in for our hot topic segment for some very great conversation about religion. Then we're going to go into our scenario segment, which of course is in relation to religion and relationships. As always, stay tuned to the end for our announcements because there is always something for everyone. Plus, we have a very, very special announcement today that we're super excited to talk about. All right, girl. You ready for dorm stories? Yeah, girl. Yay, yay. Okay, y'all. For our dorm story today, question is, did you attend chapel service while at CAU? If you did, what was your experience? 
Yes, yes, I did attend chapel service. And at some point, I actually stopped going. I felt like majority of my time at chapel service was probably the first two years. And I did, I did enjoy it for the most part. But I felt like for me, it got to a point where a lot of the sermons dealt with like being a college student or having to deal with tuition or like something on that level, just from like my experience, like the ones that I was going to, it always had something to do (laughs) with school. Like I know we were in school and the things that, you know, were related to school, especially in regards to uh, making those payments, but it just started to be a little off to me. But they weren't all that way, but I felt like majority of them were. But what I did enjoy about chapel service, well, we actually never got to do it, but (laughs) I wish we did. Remember when we made our praise dance? You don't remember? Freshman year, we were supposed to perform at chapel service and we made a praise dance. I can't remember the other girl's name right now, but we made a praise dance and we were supposed to perform it, but we ended up not being able to do it. We were supposed to go after the mines. I can't believe you don't remember this. No, I don't remember. What? We were supposed to wear white and you said that you would do it because you did praise dance back home and we came together because I was a dancer and I did praise dance too. I can't believe you do not remember this experience of us creating a praise dance. We still did it and you don't remember. No, I don't. I'm sorry. (laughs) but I do remember the mimes they were really good um I remember making up a step (laughs) with you but I don't remember the praise dance that's crazy um I attended chapel service too I wasn't like a a dedicated chapel member I didn't go every Sunday or every time they had something I didn't attend um but I know I I think I always went around homecoming and when it was like when I knew that my cousin was going to be giving a sermon or mm-hmm. doing something, or I knew that the moms were going to be dancing, but I am just like you, Moni, when it came to the years when I felt like I could get off of campus, like when my cousin got a car and when I got a car, um, still then I didn't go every, I'm not a, a church every Sunday kind of girl. Like, <laughs> I, I, that's just not me. But when I did attend, churches or chapel after sophomore year I would like to venture off of campus and attend Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of us in Atlanta we went to Elizabeth so yeah um, we did yeah I got the little thing right here one time I went to church with Raven let's give them the proper shout out EBC Elizabeth Baptist Church located in Atlanta Georgia on Cascade Road I got my little thing I, I keep notes sometimes when I go to church when it feel like it um it resonates with me. Mm-hmm. I keep notes and this is on my little mini fridge in my bedroom. So yeah, I I was one of the the proud CAU members. A lot of AUC um students went to that church. Yeah, but chapel on campus it was always a good experience. Um, when I did attend and it was it was you know it was easy to connect because they preached about the things that we were going through at that time as college students. Which is why I stopped going. <laughs> like, why does everything have, like, can I get a normal service? Everything has to do with school and tuition. Okay. <laughs> but anywho. Are you ready to smoothie on over to sweet two, two, three with Moni? Yeah, girl.
Oh yes, it's my turn today. <laughs> All right, y'all. In this segment of Sweet 223, I will be reciting Regret from Volume 2 of Love Loud Poetry, which can be found on page 18. Sometimes I get angry, say things I don't mean, a common distraction and extension to my true emotions. Notions that I claim mean nothing, but how do we get here? It's unclear where it began, but your silence was loud before we got loud. Neither of us proud of how it ended. Sometimes you get angry. Is it your fault or mine? Should we collectively accept how hard it is to express our minds? Frustration buried deep, irritation on the cusp. Never knowing when enough is enough, too late to take it back what was already said. Sometimes we get angry, unsure to separate ourselves. A desperate revelation of our situation, but will it be enough to get through the night? The world turns upside down when we fight, so it would be difficult to close my eyes and not feel hurt. Wanting to know if it's worth another try. Worth another contingent based on our ignorance of what we deserve. Maybe we deserve better without hesitation. Write down our perturbations in a letter with the hopes that we receive it at the right time. Because sometimes I get angry, say things I don't mean, a common distraction, an extension to my true emotions, notions that I claim mean nothing. And yet, in the end, I'm sorry. Snap it up. Snap it down. Snap it all the way around. Around. <laughs> Regret. I like this poem. And what's standing out to me is the, I feel like you use this line a few times about um, saying things that you don't mean, right? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking what I think this poem means. <laughs> I don't want to get it wrong, especially... Oh, shoot. Let me get in the mic because we got these new mics. It, it's kind of drawing me back to something because I sometimes I do say stuff out of frustration or debate, trying to, like, make sure that my point is being heard, regretting it because I wish I would have cooled down or took time to think about my points before I said it or the other person said it. Mm-hmm. In different situations, whether that's a friendship, a relationship, um, a family member, whatever it is, with me be being a Virgo, I'm just like a immediate reactor. So that, that's what I'm thinking while I'm listening to it. But what is it from the writer herself, Simone Lau, <laughs> what is this home coming from? Life experience? Something that you heard me talk about and you wrote something for me? Like, <laughs> what's the tea? It's based on my own personal experience of being like in a relationship and allowing something to rile you up so much that like how you said, you say stuff that you don't mean to say in that moment, but then it's too late to take it back. So now it sits and it festers and now both of y'all upset when you should have taking the time to calm down before trying to come back together because I've often had a bad habit of wanting somebody to talk to me when I want them to talk to me because I'm ready to talk about it. But over time I had to learn that 
sometimes I have to step outside of myself and think about where the other person is coming from and how they may feel and put my feelings to the side so that I'm not being combative with their emotions, if that makes sense. So I've learned to consider the other person's feelings before trying to plaster my own all over the place and maybe blowing something out of proportion and then turning something into a bigger ordeal than it needs to be. Mm. Because I've also found myself in those moments of having those riled up arguments or conversations where it shouldn't have turned into whatever it turned into be when it could have been something so something so small turns into something so big it could um, all be so simple exactly but you rather but make you it rather hard. make it hard. <laughs> um so yeah just basing it off my personal relationship experience and then also taking into consideration like times that I've been a little bit over my head and in argument or disagreement and making that situation go farther than what it needed to. So, so understanding, which is why I started and ended it with me knowing that sometimes that I get angry because sometimes it's not, sometimes it's not the other person. Sometimes it could be the other person. Sometimes it could be a combination of both, but I take responsibility for my actions. Yes. Maturity. (laughs) Maturity. I was just thinking about that the other day because a lot of times it's easier to point the finger at somebody else, mm-hmm. like what they're doing wrong. But when pointing that finger, you got at least three coming back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Amen. And it's also easier for friends and people that love you dearly to point that finger at the other person too, just to to coddle you and to help you feel better. But sometimes we need to, take a step back, look in the mirror and see what we're doing wrong um, as well. So absolutely, just to um, just allow some space and allow yourself some time to think clearly before you react is important as well. Before we react, before I react. Yes. Um, and yeah. Thank you, ma'am. You are very Thank welcome. Miss Simone Lalize for sharing your poem today with us <laughs> <laughs> all right girl you ready for the next segment hot topics yes that, that was wonderful oh my gosh yes girl What's up in this segment of Hot Topics? We are talking about religion, but I have to give a special introduction to a very special friend of mine, a good, good girlfriend. She goes by the name of Miss Katrina Pettiford. She's an actress, she's a dancer, and now she is a guest on The Truth Carpet with Love Loud LLC. Hey, girl, how you doing? <laughs> hey, that is such an introduction. I love that. Hi, uh, Moni. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Um, I need to get that energy. Um, yes, come on. Get, get with it. You can't be on True Carpet without the energy, hunty. That's why I'm here, though, to give the vibes. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm so glad to be here with you and Yaya. This is amazing. And I can't wait to, you know, dive in and, and get started. We're going to talk about religion today. So, yes. you know. And relationships. I love your conversations about relationships, so I can't wait to see what you right. what you add to the to the Listen. topic. <laughs> How much time we got? 
we shall see. All right, yeah, yeah. You want to go ahead and let the people know what the first question is? Yes, definitely. So welcome, Katrina, to the Truth Carpet. And this question or this topic came up because we actually had the pleasure of having lunch with Katrina. I think it was last month or two months ago. Yeah, and something like that. It came yeah. up. We were like, yo, this is definitely going to be a hot topic. So our first question. Do you consider yourself to be religious or spiritual? Um, that's a great question. I would say I consider myself to be uh, spiritual. Mm-hmm. I, I believe more in spirituality than I do religion because I feel like religion is something that's based on a rule book or um, tradition. And um, it goes more so into just like a practice. Um, I'm a Christian, so let's say that first and forward, okay. um, foremost. Mm-hmm. And you definitely, as a Christian, um, it's still about a practice, but it's less about keeping up with the set of rules than it is about the relationship. And I think that's the difference between spirituality and religion is the fact that um, religion speaks to the rules and, you know, all of the, the stuff that I, I would say kind of like pushes people away from mm. spirituality and connecting with God and spirituality is about the relationship and the connection with God. What mm. do you talk to God every day? Do you, is he a friend mm-hmm. to you? You know what I mean? And for me, I speak to him every day. He's always a part of my day. At some point I acknowledge him in the day. Even if, you know, I get clouded with a lot of things going on before I close my eyes um, at night, I make sure I speak to him. I make sure I read my word. When I wake up in the morning, I thank him for opening my eyes and that's what I feel like is the difference between the two. So I would definitely say spiritual. Okay. I would definitely have to say I'm a mix of both because I grew up as a Christian, going to church every Sunday, going to Sunday school, mm-hmm. learning about the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Uh, <laughs> but as I got older, I started to realize there were some things about the church that I didn't truly understand and I didn't feel as if it was the, a space that I felt comfortable anymore to a certain extent so as I got older I grew to more of a spiritual standpoint in regards to my views and how I just combine my thought concepts as far as like yes I believe in the Lord I love gospel music but at the same time I feel like some of the Christian practices and some of the judgment of Christian Christians based on um, the views of other people, I don't stand with. Like, right. just based off these rules that are in the Bible. So I'm like, if you truly love everybody, you can't judge people based off how they choose to live their life, based off this strict concept that you live by um, in the Bible. So that is why I say it's just a combination of both. I do believe in a higher power. I do believe in praying, but I also believe in meditating. And I also believe in, you know, sing- singing, you know, spiritual songs. Um, in order to keep me spiritually aligned. Mm-hmm. So I honestly feel like they can go go hand in hand, at least nowadays, but I'm sure that there are a lot of people that will um, dub that as a uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning like it has to be one or the other. Right. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely was raised as a Christian woman, um, but my family consists of Christians and Muslims. So it was never, like when I grew up, I was never forced into the religion. But things like the activities that was going on at church, um, the choir, like my cousins going to church with me, all those things, like a family aspect of it, made it comfortable for me to sit into that religion. Mm-hmm. And then I remember when I was in, I think, seventh grade, or was it high school? 
it, I think it was 10th grade, actually, sorry. One of my history teachers taught us about religion, so we had to learn about Buddhism mm-hmm. and yeah. everything. And the children, including me, were combative. We were like, this does not go along with what our parents teach us, X, Y, and Z. Like, we were combative. We did not want to learn about that stuff. But as an adult, I wish I would have paid more attention to that because I do think it's important to learn about all of dimensions and everything, you know, that's going on so then you can choose for yourself um, what quote-unquote umbrella or religion that you want to sit under. But I agree with Katrina um, that it's just an outline, you know, choosing which religion that you want to go under. It just Absolutely. it basically gives you a, a rubric or rules to follow and abide by. And from what I understand, I don't know about every religion, and I don't really know 100% all about my own, That you know, the one that I yeah. quote-unquote sit under. Right. But I my understanding is that there are different prophets but we all kind of we believe in the same god Mm -hmm. um and with that ideology that's what leads me to being more spiritual than anything because i believe in a higher being um i i understand that they were prophets but who's to say that i'm wrong for praising jesus and that you're wrong for praising muhammad or whatever way it goes or people that praise their ancestors. Mm-hmm. Like, I even go as far as that. Like, am I wrong for talking to my auntie and my grandma sometimes? Like, but I do know um, some, you know, religions say you can only praise this one prophet, things like that. So that's why I take myself out of it. Like, if somebody asked me on the street if I'm Christian, I'll tell, tell you, yeah. But as a friend or a family member, if you ever delve into that conversation with me, then I'll tell you no. Like, I'm more, I'm spiritual. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how I define myself. See, the one thing that I don't understand about religion, though, like if this all considered like as far as it being praising this higher power, why are there so many different denominations? If right. at the end of the day, like how do I want to say it? Like how people refer to uh, to the universe instead of referring to God, isn't that all the same thing? It is the same thing, and I'm glad you said that because um, I had a conversation with. Um, a close friend about that as well because I asked her do you consider yourself to be Christian Mm -hmm. and she said I mean if someone asked me if you know what religion do I identify with then I would say Christianity however she said she just got accustomed to referring to God as the universe Mm -hmm. so for me I'm like you know at the end of the day if I am Christian and I worship and give all glory to God I'm gonna say God and I don't feel like that should be offensive to anyone because it's, it's how I live my life. You right. know what I mean? There are Muslims that, that they won't stop and, and not say Allah. They're going to say Allah. Mm-hmm. So um, her standpoint from it was she's just been in a lot of like diverse environments and stuff like that and just trying to be sensitive to them and considerate of the fact that everybody does not even believe in God. Right. So she just you know would say... You know, if it, if she's talking about um, karma, for for instance, mm-hmm. and karma is part of like the Buddhist uh, religion and Hindu religion or whatever, she said, you know, if I'm if she's talking about karma, then she would say, oh, if the universe brings it back to you or something like that. Okay, you know what I mean? Like she would say that as opposed to that's respectful, you know, and it is, right. it is. But I mean, like, can I can I talk? Can I? <laughs> <laughs> for real, because I I can't. Okay, the one thing I have a problem with, and you guys can tell me if you agree or disagree, but one thing I have a problem with, I feel like, as a Christian, most times we are the ones that yield 
to other religions and try to be more respectful so we don't we're not as really um outspoken or overbearing with what our belief system is in the regard of she said that she identifies as a christian why is she feeling like oh i don't want to offend this person so i'm going to say universe but when you go and pray at night are you saying Lord God, are you saying, dear Heavenly Father, you know, thank you, Lord God? Like, are you saying that? Because if that's what you're saying, it shouldn't matter right. that when you're speaking to someone else. That you have to filter yourself. That, yeah, whoever that person is, it's like, you need to declare to them, this is who I am and this is who I serve. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, as opposed to you just being like, oh, the universe. They may believe in the universe. So that's up to them if they want to internalize what you say. As okay, it's the universe for me, or it's Buddha for me, yeah. or it's Allah for me. Like you know what I'm saying? It's up to them if they want to internalize it as that. But why does it have to be like I need to kind of change the way that I'm speaking mm -hmm. or how I identify my God just to you know appeal to you? I feel like we shouldn't have to do that to avoid religious debates. Because if it's me, I don't want to get too much into like how and why I choose to do what I do, it's because I do it. And if you have a problem with it, that's your personal problem. I truly stray away from having to talk about religion in any form or Absolutely. fashion. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. I mean, I do for the most part, but I feel like that is the difference between being a spiritual Christian and a religious Christian, because the religious Christian is going to argue you down Girl, and try to right. make you that's feel like, no, this is the way it goes, and that's and that's and that. And I feel like, what is the true essence of Christianity? It's about love. You know right. what I mean? At the end of the day. So, regardless of if people choose, you know, to follow Christ or not, he loved them enough that he died for them. He sacrificed for them. That's the whole essence of Christianity. So at the end of the day, that means that you have to be respectful of people choosing. That's why God gave us all freedom of choice mm -hmm. at the end of the day. He gave us freedom of choice because he's going to love us regardless. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's a that's an unconditional love that no human I feel like is ever going to be able to really um, adopt or, or you know, or take in. We will never be able to love because if somebody do something to you, you're going to be like, okay, after a while. Right, ready to cut their head off. You're ready, to, yeah, you're ready <laughs> to cut them off, but God is so loving. It doesn't matter how much we sin against him, how much we do, how much we turn away from him, he still loves us. You know what I mean? Because right. when he said, and this is my Christian, my Christian belief, listen, mm -hmm. if it, you know, if it's, if it's not yours, it's not yours. But this is what I believe, and this is the God I serve. I believe that God so loved the world, loved the world so much that He gave His own begotten Son to die for us, so that we may have everlasting life. That's what I believe in. So regardless of all the people who were Gentiles, or and Gentiles is another word for people who were not followers of Christ or Jews. Regardless if you were non-believers or believers, He sent His Son here to die for us. That's love. Mm -hmm. So I feel like people get away from the 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 importance of it or the actual significance or the actual root of what Christianity is. And that's why, to your point, um, Simone, when you said when people, you know, want to talk about somebody's lifestyle or whatever, right. it's not up to you to judge that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because we all got an answer to right. God. As a Christian, you ain't supposed to be judging me anyway. Well, exactly. <laughs> and that's my point. And we all, no one, you're, it's not your right to judge. It's not, mm -hmm. it's no one's right to judge. We all will be judged. And everybody's a sinner. We all were born from sin. Mm -hmm. There's only one person who walked the, the earth that 
is not of sin and died without sin. And that's Jesus Christ. Amen. And so therefore you cannot sit back and say, because of the way a person lives their lifestyle may not be your cup of tea or may not be something that you subscribe to or support is any less deserving of God's love or God's forgiveness than you are. You know what I mean? It's not your right. So I feel like at the end of the day, people should just focus more on that as opposed to like what anybody is actually saying. You know what I mean? I agree. Yeah. I think if um, that wasn't something that was actually going on, because I see it with, um, I see it more so with Christians, both sides, like they're defending themselves. So they're shutting down to respect other people or they're like chopping at people's necks. So I see both of them. So I think I just pull away from that just so I don't have to be in that because love is love at the end of the day. Um, What your religion is, as far as me, what your religion is, what your ethnicity is, all those things, love is love. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Kirk Franklin and God's property, the the family, they said it the best. It was love. A word that I'm not doing this with her right now. But few people really know. I wish know I was recording her right now. What it means to really love somebody. Y'all not going to join us? Yes. No. Um, and on that note, Kirk Franklin cut the check. Yes. free promotion. All right, so our next question. Do you think people with different religious backgrounds or spiritual views can be in a relationship? Whether that's monogamous or like a best friend kind of situation, do you think those things can tie. Yeah. I mean, piggybacking off of our last um, statement that we made, it's about love. I do feel like you can still coexist and you can still show love for each other regardless of what your belief system is. However, to that point, (laughs) I will also say that if we're speaking about relationship and we're speaking about family, I feel like that's different. Now, when you, you say relationship, you mean intimate relationships and then family. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, if okay. So what I'm specifically talking about is if you are dating or in a relationship, a committed relationship, with the intent to start a family and build mm-hmm. a family together. My belief on it is that you would need to be practicing the same belief system um, of some sort, even if it's not, even if it's one person that is. Christian and, and very religious and going to church every day, and you have someone that's like, yeah, I get there on Mother's Day. <laughs> you still got to have a, a, a common ground of your belief system and your practices because you're raising a family together. So you have kids, you know what I mean? And, and I say that, but then I'm looking at you. Mm-hmm. You said that you came from a household where it was split between right. you know, Islam and, and Christian uh belief Mm -hmm. and religion so i'm not saying that it's not possible i just feel like um it strengthens the foundation more if we're all on the same page of 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 what our source is and where it's coming from and how we choose to practice those things Mm -hmm. because you know there's always going to be one person that's a little bit more disciplined than the other you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so like i say i say that to say that as long for me as long as i know that my significant other is christian and believes you know, is a believer in that regard, um, I'm straight, you know? I'm straight because I, I know that when we are raising our household together that we're going to be on the same page as far as that's concerned, where the spirituality of it is concerned. The the moral compass is the same, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because then if it's not, then it's like, 
how I'm going to be teaching my son one thing and then my husband is teaching him a totally different thing. That yeah, really, I gotta talk. really, yeah, <laughs> that, that combats, it, it, you know, the other things. And I'm not saying that that doesn't happen in any regular household where it's like mom will tell you to do one thing and dad tells you to do another. That happens. But when it goes against a moral compass, mm-hmm. that's a harder thing to fix. You know what I mean? You yeah. can't really, like, yield but so much in that type of circumstance. Right. Like with any type of... Of friendship, I don't feel like religion should keep two people from being friends. Like I feel like you can learn a lot from what another person has within their own lifestyle. And as right. far as being a friend, I feel like it would draw you closer opposed to like pulling you farther away and being able to learn something new every day about somebody mm-hmm. that you consider yourself to be a friend with. It shouldn't be a matter of, well, you into this and I'm into this. So because you believe that we can't be cool. Why not? Mm-hmm. Everybody has their own differences and thought patterns and we don't have to agree we can agree to disagree and that can still be as regards to religious things as well mm-hmm. just like every any other everyday things as far as family i agree like conversations need to be had in regards to how you would want to raise your children i guess in, like in a mixed religion home or whether or not you even are a religious type person so how i grew up i guess i can say i grew up religious i mean yeah i went to church and um I went to a Christian school, but at some point I got pulled out of Christian school just so that I could have the experience of not being feel like I was in like this shell or this bubble. Like, hey, this is the real world. This is what you had when you was in Christian school, but let's take you out of that and actually show you what life is like outside of this bubble that you've been in for a majority of your life. So all the beliefs and everything that I learned was still within me, and I had to begin to apply those outside of where I learned them, if that makes sense. So understanding that the thing I had put into me as a child, I was able to apply them as I began to grow. But then understanding, too, what you teach your child, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what they're going to go with Mm -hmm. throughout the rest of their life. You can teach them that, but they have to also decipher for themselves whether or not that's something that they want to follow. And as a parent, that's something you can't be offended by right like okay i raised you as a christian now all of a sudden you don't want to be a christian can we sit down and have a conversation about this before you try to judge me as your child like you're my parent we should be able to talk about this and you should have an understanding of why i'm choosing to go whichever direction i'm deciding to go whether that's buddhism or just full-blown spirituality whatever that means to me yeah or maybe i decided i wanted to be an atheist and you know that doesn't mean you still can't love me mm-hmm. you're still a christian right Exactly. And Come then you on. can have exactly. you can have two parents who make up this quote unquote norm of having the same religious background and all that stuff and they're raising up their kids to be Christian, but then it turns out exactly how you just deciphered some well said, Simone, which is that they leave you and then all of a sudden they um Satanist or, you know, worst case scenario, Satanist or yeah. you know, whatever other religion that they choose. So like I said earlier, I come from a family with Christian and Muslim um, background. I just got to let y'all know Simone just did something with her hand. So that <laughs> I don't want y'all to think that I just paused or anything. And yeah, I don't know what she's talking about. You know, because uh, our podcast Simone goes sometimes. Simone is speaking as well as being an audio engineer. So I got to make sure the sound levels is good. Okay. Yeah. I just had to let right. the audience know that. <laughs> so I know what I'm saying. <laughs> is what I'm saying. So um, we're coming from a family with multi-religious backgrounds. There's choice. So the mom knows her beliefs, the dad knows his beliefs, and the child is able to experience both. Experience what it is like to go to the mosque. Experience what it's like to go to church. And 
uh, witnessing right now because I wasn't there, you know, when I was, I didn't pay attention when I was a little kid seeing uh, my grandma and grandpa and all the other stuff the families choose because I'm, I'm in a mix. I'm a little kid, but as an adult witnessing um, my brother who's Muslim and his wife who's Christian and my um, nephew experiencing both, he is actually choosing which route he wants to wants to take. And he bo- he actually appreciates both um, religions. And I think that goes back to what we were saying earlier too is that why do we have to put ourselves in this box and decide I'm definitely this and get a tattoo on your chest to say I identify under this box or just freely understand it for yourself. And then I believe that when he reaches a certain age and he if he wants to choose, you know what, I don't want to go to this um, this. I'll say ceremony because, you know, they call them all different things. With Mm -hmm. you, dad or mom, I want to actually go with the other parent. Or I don't want to go to either one. I just want to do my own thing. So I think it kind of, like, leads to openness. But as for me in my house, (laughs) I've been wanting to say that the whole time, y'all. As for me, um, when I was younger, I did say that um, I want to be equally yoked with the person that I'm with. So if I am Christian, I identify with as a Christian, my husband has to be a Christian. I said that for everything. I got two degrees. My husband has to have two degrees or more. I make $60,000. He got to make 65 or more. Like, I was just always that way. Like, he has to be on my level or better. And same thing with religion. But then now that I put myself out of that, as long as you believe in a higher being, as long as we have the same morales and everywhere else, then I'm fine. As long as you're open to learn like, and see what I understand, and then I see what you understand, and we agree with those things, it don't have to be the same prophet. It don't have to be you know, everything else similar. But if we believe that there's a higher being and you know, other things that go under whatever umbrella we created, then fine. But um, you know, Judaism kind of different because I would have to convert to be a Jew. But yeah. <laughs> um, that part. But you know, I don't. I'm not like a stickler for that right now in my life. Now, will that change? Maybe in some months or some years. I don't know. But my answer for right now is I'm open to dating as long as you know whatever realm he is in. A mutual respect for what y'all believe in. Right. Yeah. You know? He can't be a Satanist though, <laughs> or atheist. I believe something. You gotta believe in something. Gotta believe yeah. In something. But but to that point, I just feel like I'm just gonna umbrella it. Um it under declaration declaration is important to me okay. only because I feel like that's what gives you the strength to fight off the enemy mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like if you don't stand for something you'll fall well, for, for anything. anything yeah so you can't be in and I'm a very black and white person I'm I've always been like a black and white person like I don't really I can't you know get jiggy with the with the <laughs> shade of gray like that's not that's not my ministry at all so it's just like for me, I feel like, okay, if you say what it is, then you don't have to say what it isn't. You know what I'm saying? Then we already know what it isn't if you say what it is. Yeah. And it's like, if you are in a place of like, mm, you know, I kind of think that I'm Buddhist, but then, yeah, I'm going to mess with Hindu over here today. You know what I'm saying? Then it's kind of like, that's when things get convoluted. And I feel like you leave areas for the enemy to come on and slip in and confuse you. And really get, you know, control. And I feel like that's more so the reason why I feel it it, it should be declaration. Like, you need to declare, mm-hmm. like, this is what I stand for and yeah. I stand stand by for that reason. Because otherwise, it's like, then what do you stand right. with? If right. you I don't agree. Stand with, you know what I'm saying? All right. So, how may your family react if you brought home someone 
of a different religious background. So we all said we, our families identify with Christian and then mine add on Islam. If you were to bring someone else of a different background and say, hey y'all, this is my boo, Antoine, and he's of whatever religion, but it's not of theirs, how would your family react? I to your face. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. The only person that is really outspoken, opinionated, is my mother. Okay. (laughs) I feel like my dad is like, he may say something, but he not really gonna stress things as much. My mother is a worry bug. Okay. So for her, she's just like, things she doesn't understand She's very critical of it. Whereas with my father, he's not so much that way. And he and and I'm glad you said to your face because my father would probably be the one that wouldn't say to my face how he really feels. Mm-hmm. Whereas my mother's gonna be like, Well, what? <laughs> what you mean? You know, like what, what what's this about? type mm-hmm. of thing. My father's not really that way. And my brother and sister, they're not as disciplined. Um, in religion or spirituality as I am. And I say religion or spirituality because my brother has never really declared a specific religion. Um, My sister has. She identifies with Christianity, but again, she's not as disciplined as I am. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel like they would have any judgment on it. Like, I don't feel like they would pass judgment at all. I guess what I'm saying is the only person I think that would pass judgment is my mom. (laughs) And she, and it's only because she doesn't understand things. But I just feel like that's just that old school way of of how they were raised and how they were brought up where Mm -hmm. they didn't really have much um, consideration or um, tolerance is a good word for, for people who are unlike them or or anything like that. I think that's more so what it is, where it's just like, she doesn't understand it, so she's just like, well, I don't understand it, and this is my baby, so <laughs> she get into protection, worry mode, and that's mm-hmm. how it is. That's where it's coming from. I don't know. Don't look at me. I don't know. <laughs> Take your time. How they see I mean, it's an interesting question. I honestly feel like my family would just support it. As long as that person is, like, making me happy, they wouldn't necessarily judge them based off their religious background. Because at this point, they just wait for me to bring somebody through the door. I don't think they really care who. <laughs> Anybody, Jesus. <laughs> Anyone. Going once. Going twice. Anybody. You, sir. Are you, are you available? <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like my, my family would, would truly support me with any religious background of the guy that I decided to bring home but I would definitely have a conversation as we said before with him whatever that religious background may be just to make sure that we are on the same page before I even decide like hey time to meet mom and pop so yeah I honestly feel like they would definitely um they wouldn't have I don't think they'd have a negative reaction as far as I know I've never heard we've never had any religious debates in the home so if I did bring somebody home that was not Christian or spiritually inclined then I'd I don't know what they would say, mm-hmm. honestly. But, hey, as long as he's making me happy, it should be okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. This is a conversation that I've had with my mom. Um, like, I would ask her, just random, how would you feel if I brought home a white guy? How would you feel if I dated someone older? Like, I ask these things to mm-hmm. my mom, but um, right now my dad isn't, like, the dad figure in my life and. He hasn't been here for a while, so I don't know, and that really doesn't matter. Yeah, um, same same over here, but um, <laughs> as I get far it. as I think, if anybody reacts, it will be my aunt, and she's really close to my mom. 
But my mom, I think, same thing as Simone. As long as I'm happy, she's happy. As long as the guy's not disrespectful of me, putting his hands on me, things like that, it doesn't matter his racial ethnicity. Um, it doesn't matter his religion. As long as he, like she told me, as long as you're not in like a, a cult or like something negative, something like that, I'm fine. Because I had to have a discussion with her saying, like, I'm not sure if I'm Christian. Like, I know I grew up as Christian, but I'm not sure if I don't feel right going to church and I'm iffy about it. Like, I need time to decipher what's good for me. She was like, as long as you not, you know, Satanist or nothing like that, then I'm fine, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think my mom's response would be, as long as you're happy, I'm happy. And I think I'm assuming that my brother and his wife and they will feel the same way. I think my aunt's nose might turn in the air, but <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but aside from that, she, you know, everybody all around would be as long as Yaya's happy, then we're good. Then same thing as Simone. I haven't introduced my family to anybody in a long time. Uh, I haven't had a boyfriend in a long time. So, yeah. and then even with that, like dating people, no, they have no, no one's ever met my family because that's important to me. Like, mm-hmm. it, unless you're. Unless I feel key that you're going to be somebody that's in my life, well, you don't need to meet my family yet. And I think that's why it's important to have that kind of conversation in the beginning. Um, so then if I do bring somebody home and they of a different religion, when my aunt put me to the side and asked me questions, I should be able to answer those questions exactly. and not have to say, hey, babe, my aunt just asked me X, Y, and Z. I don't know it. Like, no, I should Can be able to. you talk to her real quick? Right. <laughs> right. I should be able to answer those things um, as your partner, as somebody who I'm comfortable with bringing around my family. Right. So that's my point. Um, so, yeah, I think my family would be cool. I like that answer. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good to know because yeah. uh, – I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Over here in, in my house, <laughs> I, I feel like I just, I know my mom. I know her. And she's going to love me regardless, but she she is not shy. <laughs> she's definitely not shy, mm-hmm. and I feel like I get that from her completely. Mm. She will say what's on her she mind. She get it from my mama. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is great, um, and it's great actually doing it in person we tend to do our things through the the internet or whatever because you know simone and i are by coastal um but we are actually in brooklyn and it was great (laughs) to have you here with us like i said this sparked off of a conversation that we had in august and i think this was good conversation and i i really enjoy that we all had kind of sort of different answers Mm -hmm. because not everybody's the same Exactly. Not everybody has the same backgrounds and belief. And like you said earlier, Katrina, like when people come around, you kind of just like shy away to, to try to make everybody else feel comfortable. And I'm glad that we did not shy away in this conversation and spoke um, from our truth and what we actually believe in, uh, for ourselves. Yes. So that was did. really good. And I think the viewers, well, I said viewers, ain't no cameras Listeners. in there. You always, always say viewers. The, <laughs> always say viewers. <laughs> the listeners will appreciate it because, you know, some of them may feel somewhat of what you said you said or i said mm-hmm. and then like oh thank you she said something that i feel more comfortable yeah so don't be afraid listeners to speak up for yourself that doesn't mean that you have to have a debate or argument we didn't have a debate or argument mm-hmm. we yeah. have our own perspective and we can respect that so this was a great conversation yes yeah. and before we let you go before you gotta we let, let go oh you like that before we let go Hey, Beyonce. <laughs> Give the people your socials. Let them know where they can find you, uh, Katrina. 
Yes, my social media. Um, Instagram, Dime Diva Trina. That's D I M E D I V A T R I N A. Yes. Dime Diva Trina. Dime Diva Trina, y'all. <laughs> Make sure y'all follow her on the gram. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us today. Of course, of course. I mean, it's been a minute since I've really been able to hang out with Simone. Simone, you are one of my closest friends. And. I had moved yeah. out to L.A. where, um, well, she's not from L.A. She's from the Bay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but um, we, I, I was living in L.A. at the time when Simone was living in L.A. We got really super close there. Um, and then I just met Yaya, mm -hmm. and that's Simone's best friend. So it's been really good, you know, vibing with both of you guys and, you know, talking. And I feel like it just ultimately, like, we need to have more conversations like this with people mm. within our age group because there's yes. so many different pressures that we have that are just unspoken that we don't speak about. Like you kind of touched on something yourself and when you said, and, and Yaya Kosan, when, when you said, you know, if I bring anybody through the door, you know what right. I'm saying? Like yeah. us in our age group right now, it's kind of like, okay, you know, family's like, what you going to do with the ring, with the baby, oh. type of thing. you know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's something that we don't really discuss, mm -hmm. you know, amongst amongst each other. Um, so I, I personally am very supportive of these types of conversations for sure. So awesome. Yeah. We'll have you on in the future. Thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what's so what's the what's the scenario? Okay, guys. In today's scenario section, we are pulling a scenario from cosmopolitan.com. In today's scenario, we have Jasmine who is a Christian and her boyfriend, Sufwan, who is Muslim. Sorry, Sufwan, if I'm saying your name incorrectly, please forgive me. Um, they both share their responses to the questions. Um, talking about the roles of their relationships, how they make it work. So I'm just going to read through them. What role their differences play in the relationship? This is Jasmine's response. On many occasions, I have had to discuss my relationship in religious spaces and defend both being a Christian and being with Sufwan. It's really hard. I am a Christian and unashamed to say that. Sufwan is a Muslim and unashamed to say that. We both have such great respect for each other's spiritual beliefs that we are able to have these difficult conversations without feeling like one is belittling the other's faith. And then when asked um, how they make it work, this is Jasmine's response. We both are still growing and learning in all aspects. We had to take time and be patient with each other. We can all slip up. The most growth we have is when we can be, sorry, is when we can be uncomfortable and question our own biases and discuss them together. We hold each other accountable. And Sufwan says, I understand that some members of her family would ideally like to have a black Christian man for her to be with, as opposed to a non-black Libyan Muslim. Yet, that does not stop me from loving Jasmine and being committed to the fact that I will marry her, inshallah. I love Jasmine's identity. I defend and cherish her, and I respect her faith. We never try to change each other's identities, and that's one way to begin to understand the cultural differences. 
if we were forced to if we were forced on changing each other we wouldn't have time to be interested in each other's identities and cultures clap clap for that what do you think i really like the fact that despite them being a part of two different religions that they are taking the time to grow and learn the aspects of each. What I really liked is what Sufwan said, which was he defends her and he loves her. So despite the fact that, you know, her family may expect her to bring a black Christian man home, that doesn't matter to him. He will still walk, you know, into her, her family's home proud to be with her. And same for when she walks into his family's home and protect her um, in regards to what his family may or may not feel about her. And I feel like that's important when it comes to religious differences. Um, Just how we said before, like you have to have these conversations. So the fact that they're even open and still respect one another based on their differences, that's amazing. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I think it's... um... What he said at the end was the major factor of caring about the person and being with that person. Like, let me read it specifically. If we were focused on changing each other, we wouldn't have time to be interested in each other's identity and cultures. So if somebody grew up in a specific faith, that kind of goes along with their identity. Mm-hmm. That's kind of saying the same thing as like, okay, Simone is Black. Simone is a poet. Simone is a creative. Simone, you know, all these things about you. If I wanted to change and say, I don't want you to be a poet anymore. That's a part of who you are. And that's a part of what makes that attractive, that attracted me to you. I feel like I'm giving a little dummy response right now. (laughs) It's not dumb. I mean, that's a part of who that person is. And if you're focused on so much of what your family has to say or trying to change that religious aspect, Mm -hmm. then a lot of what you appreciate about that person and love about that person can kind of get lost because you're putting a bigger focus on something that, that didn't draw you into that person. And I think, I don't know if I said this during the interview, I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but I remember talking to my cousin about um, going on the first few dates with somebody and what do you do? And he always said, there are three things that you do not discuss, religion, politics, and money Mm. you don't discuss those things during um your first few dates with somebody because those kind of don't matter as far as like getting to know who that person is right and like within their heart amen to that get to know a person's heart before you judge them based off their religious beliefs so shout out to that couple right exactly it's not easy for everybody or every religion to be able to do that. So shout out to them for um, not letting their differences in their religion uh, stop them from loving one another. Shoot, people convert to different religions every day. Not saying that they're going to. Right, but, but if she did, that would solely be like, that'd be her decision to, to right. do that. And it's not necessary that she has to because he right. loves her for who she is. But me saying that is not saying like that people should or that they should. Is me saying that, that that's just an example of how religion didn't, doesn't stop people from loving one another. Absolutely. That's all all that I'm saying. That's all. (laughs) That's all that I'm saying. I think Moni's about to come to us with a little jingle or whatever. And her hand clapping and 
thumb snapping. It's time for announcements. It's time for announcements. It's time for announcements. It's time for announcements. I'm just thinking about the listeners and how they can be singing this song. <laughs> but you know when you listen to something over and over again, it just gets stuck in your head. They can be singing the song along with you. I hope so. It's copywritten now. It's mine. Uh, <laughs> so we are jumping into our announcements. Our first announcement, November question of the month. Wow, Woo! we are in November. Girl, are you ready to be cooking up Thanksgiving dinners and all that stuff? Oh my gosh, I am actually. Because it's about that time of the year. So we want to ask you, despite COVID-19, what are you thankful for in the year of 2020 and why? We talk about loss so much on right. social media. We hear it on the radio. But what, despite all of the stuff that we went through this year, what are you thankful for? There has to be something that's a positive side to everything. So just, if you need to think deep, think deep. Like the fact that you are still here is something to be thankful for. That doesn't have to be your answer. But just saying, if you can't think of anything, you are still here on this earth. And that is that alone is something to be thankful for. We're happy you're here. You're listening to us. I have a song on my heart. What's the song? It feels good. Yeah. yeah. It feels good. Uh, uh. Really feels good to you, baby. Let me hear it. Uh, uh, baby. All right, now singing that part, it makes me think, uh, uh, is that probably about sex? Let me not talk about that song. <laughs> Watch out. All right, next announcement, next announcement. (laughs) As always, some of you may have forgotten, this may be your first time listening. Please make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, L-O-V-E-L-O-U-D-D. Hit the subscribe button, and then after you do that, make sure you hit the notification bell so you never miss out on any of our content that is up on our page. Videos about our blogs that are up on our website, our question of the month answers, and so much more. You know what? We probably should add some poetry-ish things, you know? But as of now, what's there is for y'all. We also have, um, duh, if you want to listen via YouTube, we have our podcast episodes as well. Especially the ones when we started on IG. If you want to see back when we first started Truth Carpet, it wasn't podcast form. We were on IG and then downloading it to YouTube. Okay? I was in my car yesterday um, listening back to episode one. Ooh. I want to talk about ghosting and uh, resurrection and all that stuff. It was yes. a good episode. Yeah, we, st- we started off great. So if you want to hear those original episodes of True Carpet, all you got to do is head over to our YouTube channel. And last but not least. Not least, because this is great. Least. Can I get a drum roll, please? <laughs> <laughs> we have a new item on the website y'all yeah yeah go ahead and tell them a new item on the website a new item on the website um perfect for this fall into winter weather yeah yeah let them know what it is they they want to know let them know what's on the website we have love loud hoodies oh yes Bro, they are so comfortable, bro. I ain't even like it's so soft. So soft. It's so warm. It feels so, so warm. good. So good. I, my mom pulled it out her suitcase. Because mm. she ordered it to her. She it was at her house. She pulled it out her suitcase. I said, okay, this is cute. This is cute. <laughs> but when I put it on, honey, it felt like L-O-V-E-E-E. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was like, oh, okay. Y'all, these, these hoodies yeah. are, are definitely perfect for this time of the year, for, for the weather to cuddle up. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I got a green one. She got a pink one. We also going to have a white one. Oh, yeah, I'm I, excited. So excited. I've been wanting to post the picture, but I'm going to hold on tight. <laughs> I'm right. I'm hold on tight until the time's right. Yeah, definitely excited. Never hear these. any of my songs on somebody else's song mainstream. I will come back. Thank God this is recorded, and I will get my coins. Coinage, coinage, coinage. All right, All right this is the end of episode fourteen. Ooh, baby. Super, super, super excited. Oh my gosh. Can't wait for the next episode because I feel like that one's going to be a really, really good one as well. But we've been having some really good topics so far. And we're yeah. going to have another guest on the next episode, which is exciting too. This is so stay tuned. Yes, yes, if yes. You, if you are an interesting person and you would like to be a, um, a, a, a guest on our show, hit us up, DM, email, all that good stuff. Let us know. And we would love to um, add you. If you are a poet. Yes, I was just going to say that. If you're a poet and you know it. Hit us up. We would love to have y'all on the show. We would love to have other creatives on our show as well. So hit us up, you know, and we'll add you to our... Um, our Rolodex. Our, our, our contact lineup. list. You know what I'm saying? Our we'll lineup. lineup. Yeah. Our guest list. Our <laughs> guest list. Yes. So thanks again for listening. This was episode 14, Religion, with our special guest, Katrina Pettiford, a.k.a. Dom Diva. (laughs) Don't forget to follow her on the Instagram, y'all. And we will be back with you in two Two weeks. Two weeks. Bye, y'all. Peace.